Hey, it's Lo. Hi, I'm Haley. And, and we, we are Wrestling Wind Down. Down. On this week's episode, we're going to give our predictions for stomping grounds. Our thoughts on the 24-7 belt and a topic that's been circulating on the internet. And we'll also have our word on the street. So grab your glass of wine. We're going in for the three count. Stomping Grounds takes place this Sunday. It doesn't even feel like there's a pay-per-view coming up. I think it's because everyone is kind of in this weird part of the simulation where we watch WWE because that's what we usually do. But I think a lot of people don't enjoy the product. But I think this pay-per-view has a great selection of matches for everyone. So what we're going to do is we're going to read off the card and then we're going to go back through and give our predictions. Right. So this is the first ever pay-per-view under the name Stomping Grounds. I have really high hopes for this. I'm just glad it isn't Great Balls of Fire. So let's go through these matches. So for the Cruiserweight Championship, it's going to be Tony Nese versus Drew Gulak versus Akira Tozawa. We also have The New Day with Big E and Xavier Woods versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I'm excited for this one. For the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, it's Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus Heavy Machinery. And then we have for the 17th time this year, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. For the United States Championship, we have Samoa Joe versus Ricochet. For the SmackDown Women's Championship, it'll be Bayley defending her title against Alexa Bliss. For the Raw Women's Championship, it's going to be Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans. Kofi Kingston defends his WWE Championship against Dolph Ziggler in a steel cage match. And lastly, for the Universal Championship, it's Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin. With a special guest referee. So let's get into our predictions. I think this cruiserweight match is going to be very good. I know we've talked about how 205 is not our favorite brand, but this match has a lot that will go into it. Because I feel like during the pay-per-views, the 205 Live division really puts it all out there and, you know, pulls out moves that maybe we don't see every day. So I personally think Tony Nese is going to beat the other two competitors. I think Drew Gulak's going to win. I did a little bit of research on this, and it seems like everyone's pushing for Gulak. And I think it's his time. He's been in 205 Live since its inception. He's put the work in, and I think Tony Nese has had a good title run. And the perfect person to pass it to is Drew Gulak. Then we have The New Day versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I'm upset about this match. Here's why. A couple episodes ago, we talked about how I didn't like that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens keep getting back in this same storyline with each other where they're a tag team. And here we go again. They always go from best friends to enemies to best friends to enemies. Again, they're best friends It's like friends a relationship. Now. It really is. A very bad relationship, but I think Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn will win this one. I think they will, too. And then I hope they stop tag teaming together because they'll old. They'll definitely have a fight soon. But I'm glad to see Sammy in the ring again. It's been a while. It has been a while. The next match is for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. So Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus Heavy Machinery. What do you think about this one? Hmm. I think it could go either way. Heavy Machinery has been on the main roster for a minute now. And I think they're doing a great job in the tag team division. But I definitely think that... Brian and Rowan are just getting started. I really don't see them losing the belts this soon, but I feel like stranger things have happened, and I don't know. Maybe 
they'll do the worm all the way to a championship <laughs> reign. I don't know. We'll see. What do you think? I mean, that's a good point. Heavy machinery, they have the size advantage for sure, but it could go either way. I'm going to go with heavy machinery for this one. I mean, you're right. Maybe Brian and Rowan won't lose their titles this soon, but heavy machinery, you know, I'm hoping that they'll win this. I am so excited for this match. For the United States Championship, it's Samoa Joe versus Ricochet. I am going to say Ricochet because this whole time I have been thinking that Ricochet really deserves a chance. And he, in my opinion, he's one of the best competitors in WWE at the moment just because of like the moves he pulls out. People really don't think of him as like a solid competitor. But I think that, you know, even though Samoa Joe is bigger, I think that Ricochet will come out on top. You know, I just can't put my finger on it, but there's something about Ricochet (laughs) that makes me think that he's going to win this match. (laughs) Only the true ones will know what you mean. Yeah, you know, there's been a little bit of um, Hmm. graphic material online, and we came across it because, of course, we did. And very interesting time to be on Twitter. I'll just say that. (laughs) We also have Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre on this pay-per-view, which is not a huge surprise since we've seen this match 26 times. So many already. times. Is Roman Reigns going to win again? Is Drew going to win again? Who knows? I don't know. I'm tired of seeing this match. I just want someone to win and just end the war. Okay? End it. I saw your tweet where you were like, I was hoping for this match five months ago, and then I've seen it like five times since then, and I just want it to end. And I agree with that. I want this to end. They need someone new honestly i'm just gonna go with roman reigns for this one it could be either of them but i'm gonna say roman reigns i hope roman wins again too and the series of matches and i think both competitors are capable of so much outside of this storyline and i feel like it's time to break up with it and that's the tea and the wine in one of our women's matches for the night we have bailey who is the SmackDown Women's Champion. She's defending her title against Alexa Bliss, who we haven't really seen Alexa in a WWE ring consistently in the past, what, year? But now she's getting a title shot. Who do you think is going to win? I think that Bayley is going to win because she fought so hard to get the SmackDown Women's Championship at Money in the Bank when she cashed in. So I think that she's going to retain this title for a little bit longer. I don't think Alexa is going to be the person who takes it from her but I think she'll keep it. I want a plot twist. I want Sasha Banks with her black hair to come back and beat Bailey's and get her championship and shock us all. We still have not heard from Sasha. The internet has, but WWE's ring hasn't. So I want to see a plot twist. I feel like that's what we need. We need something that we don't expect to happen to happen on this pay-per-view because a lot of people, we did a poll on our Twitter at WWDCAST, and a lot of people just aren't interested in this pay-per-view. So I feel like if they do something extraordinary, I know Jesus isn't going to come down and wrestle, but Sasha Banks is like our best choice. That right. would happen. Because I don't think their marketing was great on this one. They pulled an evolution on this one. Exactly. So if they get a lot of social media coverage from like something crazy that happens, people might get more into WWE again. Our other women's match is for the Raw Women's Championship, which is Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans. I hope Becky keeps her title. Becky one belt. I miss Becky two belts, but Lacey isn't a great competitor that's going to take away 
Becky's title. And she lost at Money in the Bank and she helped Charlotte out. So I really think that if anyone's going to win this, it's going to be Becky. I honestly don't mind if Becky keeps her title. I feel like it's really been interesting how WWE has incorporated this whole Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch thing into the storylines with both of their titles. So it kind of feels like we're on an episode of like keeping up with WWE instead of the Kardashians because we have that little romantic aspect in there. But I don't know. I mean, I really don't necessarily care who wins. I also feel like we could see Becky Lynch hold the title for a really long time. Who knows? I... I'm kind of upset that there's two matches that we feel this way about, the Roman and Drew and now Becky and Lacey. I just, we don't care about these matches and we don't care who wins. And that's sad that there's two, which have four great competitors that they're just not booking right. They're booking the same thing week after week and it's kind of boring. The match that I actually do care about is Kofi Kingston versus Dolph Ziggler. No one expected Dolph Ziggler to have a championship match at this point he's came out to the ring cut the same promo four times now and everyone online is getting really tired of it I personally love Dolph Ziggler I've been a fan of him since I started watching wrestling and he was in the ring but I feel like over the past couple years you know he really hasn't been utilized as much and it's been a little bit weird people have thought he's retiring people thought he would go full-time in comedy so it's interesting to see him in this dynamic with Kofi Kingston do I think it's Dolph's time Absolutely not. I don't think it's his time for a championship reign. As much as I really like him, I think Kofi needs to hold that title a little bit longer, push through the summer, and then we need to see Big E heel turn at SummerSlam. And if this happens, I want WWE to run me my check. I have Venmo, I have Cash App, and I have Sale. I agree. Dolph Ziggler, I'm glad he's out here, but yeah, Kofi's going to keep this for sure. If not, we fight. Yeah, I will go in the ring (laughs) and fight Dolph Ziggler myself and get the title, and then I'll probably lose. But it's fine. It's the thought that matters. Go Kofi. (laughs) The last match on the cards for the Universal Championship with Seth Rollins defending his title against the greatest Olive Garden manager, Baron Corbin, with a guest referee that has been rumored to be Brock Lesnar. Who do you think is going to win this match? I hope that Seth Rollins wins this. I feel like Baron Corbin might win. I will throw my computer, (laughs) my television, every electronic that airs the network out the window if Baron Corbin wins. Absolutely not. A lot of people online, I'm sorry to interrupt, but a lot of people online are saying that Baron Corbin's improving, they're starting to like his character, yada, 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 whatever. Please get some new ring gear. I feel like the only thing that has changed about him in his whole history has been his hair. Yeah. Remember when he had, like, that greasy, like, long, weird thing going on? I think that's all that's changed. So, yeah, I hope Seth wins. Everyone is predicting that Brock Lesnar cashes in. So, honestly, if he does that, it doesn't matter who wins because Brock, he's probably going to win this. Brock and his boom box, beat box, <laughs> money in the bank. The Brock box, isn't oh. that what it's called? I'm tired of these part-time players, even though I mentioned before that I think it's a genius invention that Brock Lesnar has the money in the bank briefcase because he's never f-ing there, so you don't know when he's going to cash in. So great idea, but I don't want to see Brock Lesnar with the universal title for the foreseeable future please the thing that bothers me is they're like he's gonna cash in tonight and they say that for an entire week and then he doesn't 
So is he going to cash in? Is he not? The same suspense was with Dean Ambrose when, is he going to resign his contract? He's leaving. He's leaving. And then he left. He showed them, didn't he? Mic drop. One thing that we are loving about the WWE right now that we were a little bit unsure about once it was introduced was the 24-7 title. But to be quite honest with you, I'm very happy with the quality content that they've been producing with this title. And I feel like they're doing a great job. I think they had a lot of haters at first with because the belt is so ugly and it still is but they made it work they're making it work i don't know if you saw but drake maverick was the title holder for Mm -hmm. a minute there literally and he got married this weekend and he wore his title belt to his wedding his wife is a real one she's pretty and our truth came in and took took the title during his wedding and now his wife wants a divorce (laughs) yeah i mean how mad would you be if you were getting married and your husband to be wore his title to your wedding you're in like a beautiful dress and then he's there in a suit and the 24 7 title you know what would have been interesting is if ec3 took the title from him because ec3 was one of his groomsmen that would have been interesting but we didn't see that obviously ec3 was there he had his solo cup god bless that man i feel bad for him but that's another story for another day um i really do like our truth with the title i think that he he just is like so funny with it like you just see him running around he's burning so many calories with this title like he's just running around the ring Carmella's trying to find him she never can because he's like hiding places and you know he's a good title holder he's kept it for a long time I agree I think R-Truth is the perfect title holder for this title because he adds flavor to it the belt is unflavored it's unseasoned and <laughs> R-Truth is like a bottle of Lowry's he seasons it okay <laughs> He he does a great job. I think he's been in the business long enough that he knows that the title was looked at a certain way when it was presented. He has the opportunity to add flavor to it, and I think him and Carmella have done a great job. Now, would I like to see Carmella take the belt from him? Absolutely, but will that happen? Probably not. But that's not F-A-B-U-L-O-U-S, whatever. <laughs> we have other things to talk about. <laughs> Let's hop into our word on the street. We have plenty to chat about this week. Let's start off with the drama with Lars. <sighs> Our follower, our favorite follower. Oh, my God. (laughs) Lars Sullivan follows our personal accounts now. And, I mean, I'd love to be front row at WrestleMania, but I'm not going to go to, like, jump through the barriers and all of that to, you know, get there. Anyway, um, (laughs) Lars Sullivan reportedly is out for six to nine months with a knee injury. Um, I don't see the word karma in this article, but I believe that's it. Um, (laughs) MRI revealed this week that his injury is severe and um, initially believed, and a lot of people online are saying the Lucha House Party, they solved racism. Good for them. They did. Someone needed to get him out of here. I am glad that he's not on the roster right now, or he's supposedly injured. I think WWE thought that they could get away with a quote-unquote slap on the wrist in the form of a $100,000 fine and no type of... um, Apology? Apology, yeah. Any type of public apology. So now that he's injured, I think he could take some time and realize that you can't act like an and just move on with your push. You know, he should go do some self-reflecting, maybe join a yoga class, get some, like, in-depth tuning in his life, and realize... His that, yen. Yes, find his yen and realize the thing that he said, all the things that he said, aren't okay. Right. And that maybe one of his tweets should be like, sorry, y'all. Yeah. I f- 
Moxley. A couple episodes ago, we mentioned that John Moxley had an issue with how WWE scripted his promos and stuff like that. And now a lot of rumors are circulating online that WWE is letting more stars write their own promos. According to Forbes, WWE is giving some of its top stars creative freedom. And some of the names that are mentioned in this we've heard before, like Sami Zayn, but other ones are kind of surprising to us. Some are not. You can kind of tell when people feel naturally about a promo. And According to Forbes, they reported that Sami Zayn and Brian have been given some leadway in their promos, which makes sense because they're some of the bigger wrestlers in WWE. So they have some more freedom in their writing. So if they don't really like something, they'll go to a writer and they'll change it, which is what John Moxley was complaining about the whole time. Like he was able to change his promos, but it took a lot of work. So a lot of these wrestlers are stepping up and saying, it's not that hard to change our promos. Like, if we don't want to say it, we won't say it. And we just write whatever we want with approval. You know, I think it's interesting that a lot of superstars in WWE are coming out and saying that they do have creative freedom. So Big E actually mentioned a couple years ago that WWE lets him and the New Day really say pretty much anything because Vince McMahon trusts that they're going to say stuff that resonates with the WWE's audience and their storylines. I think WWE should have trust with other superstars to be able to really show their personality in their promos. I think a lot of these superstars have had experience on the indies, so they haven't had a scripted promo before. They know what to say. They know how to say it. They know what type of voice to use. So I think when WWE comes in and they you know, put words in people's mouths or give them these bullet points it really irritates him and I think that's really what it was for John Moxley I think he was getting just so tired of it and there was other factors around but that was like the tip of the iceberg like it was just it was too much for him the other thing to think about is like Vince McMahon is going to try and help like change these storylines in a way that's interesting for WWE this uh, report mentions that the man may have not made history at WrestleMania if her promos weren't written a certain way. And this story also mentions how they're not going to give big talkers like The Miz, who's great with his promos, they're not going to give him, like, scripts. Right. They're going to give him talking points, and he's going to make it up. So I think it's really what Vince McMahon thinks of these wrestlers, if they're going to get lines or if they're going to get full scripts. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I think it comes down to superstars really have to speak up for themselves. Um, I think John Moxley really kind of let us in on the lowdown about his struggles. And that makes you wonder, you know, are other superstars struggling in this area when they feel like they should be not scripted fully? But I do think it's interesting now that it's starting to come out that WWE is, you know, giving their superstars creative freedom by not writing their full script or select superstars after John Moxley went on Chris Jericho's podcast and shitting him about creative direction. I don't really have much to say about that. I just want people to have creative ability in their character. I mean, you come to WWE, you don't expect to be a robot. You expect to get your character and be able to perfect it using the skills that you've either gained in another high-profile company, whether it be Impact or Ring of Honor or the Indies, you know, another company. Not every wrestler is going to be great at writing. Right. So, like, some of these wrestlers are great wrestlers, but they're not going to necessarily have the writing skills and ability to 
or even speaking skills. They exactly. might not know, you know, how to really emphasize certain topics or Engage whatever. Engage crowd. That's who I feel like you need to write a script for. These superstars who have been in the business for years, I feel like they don't need as much direction as someone, you know, just starting out. I agree. I think that it really depends on who the wrestler is and what their abilities really are. And they need to be honest with themselves. Vince McMahon is definitely going to be honest with them. So it really just depends who it is. For our final story, we wanted to bring up something that you've probably heard about on Twitter or social media in the last couple weeks. But it's something that keeps happening in the wrestling community that I feel like is starting to kind of piss me off and it's pissing other people off. It's harassing wrestlers. And I think it's been happening for years now, but it's been happening more to the female wrestlers. It's making me side-eye security, you know, promotion execs that are around the ring and making sure everything runs smoothly. But the one incident that we're going to start out with is Scarlett Bardot, who was a part of the TNA Impact roster. She was groped by a fan in Mexico. I saw the video. It was... She looks so mad. I would be so mad. And he looks so creepy. I have no words. If the person that she was in the match with wouldn't have intervened, like, I don't know what would have happened. So Lady Shanai actually pulled Bardell away from the man. And security did not intervene. Um, This is bullshit. So I feel like when you pay for tickets to go to a wrestling match, it doesn't matter what company you're going for. It doesn't matter what country you're in. You should know, let me go to this wrestling match. Let me not act like a full jackass and let me keep my hands to myself. These are performers that are going out there to entertain you. I don't care what she has on, her character, because I've seen that come up a lot and that really irritates me. People are saying, well, if she didn't dress so provocatively and she didn't have this sexual character. She's a wrestler. They all dress like that. If she didn't have this sexual character, men wouldn't want to do that to her. I don't care. It comes down to respect. You should have respect for these athletes. Our entire last episode was all about girl power. And this is just a step back again. Like, if you go to a concert and you're front row, you're not going to grab the performer. So why would you do that at a wrestling show? They're right. basically the same. They're performers. So what happened was, like, she was near the audience. And then some guy just, like, reached and grabbed her and, like, gave her a hug. And it was very creepy. I would be mad. I wouldn't be able to finish that wrestling match. And so for her to be able to finish it, that's impressive. But I'm glad that she didn't just, like, brush this under the rug and be like oh never mind I'm not gonna bring this up it's not worth it like yes it's worth it just because other female wrestlers haven't really been talking about their experiences like men probably scream stuff at them all the time that makes them uncomfortable and they never say anything so maybe other women who are wrestlers will really step up and say wow like this has happened to me and then men will stop being so creepy I think women could be creepy as well I just feel like we haven't heard any instances of that but I don't want people to think we're coming after the men because we aren't. It just seems like... That's just what happened in this video. Yeah. Another female wrestler who is... Another female wrestler that has had to deal with creepy people in the audience or disrespect is Taya Valkyrie. A couple weeks ago, she was at a show and this man was just so rude to her, like cussing her out, whatever, and she got in his face. She ended up knocking his beer out of his hand as she walked away and he spit on her. And her husband was wrestling, like, in the same match, was on 
the ring. It was a tag match. He didn't turn around or anything, but she got online. You know, she was saying that he was disrespectful. He had been harassing people all night. It wasn't just her. And she stood up for herself. And I commend her for that. I think people in the audience have like this entitled attitude at times you know they think well I can do whatever I want like I see it on TV or they they do this on TV I don't understand why you're spitting on people that is so unsanitary it's so disgusting I don't care if it's a male or a female you don't do that and you don't expect people to just take the that you're doing whether you're harassing someone or you're spitting on them or you shouldn't expect wrestlers to just turn the other cheek and think well it's okay it's a fan that's disrespectful it really is. First of all, some people just shouldn't drink alcohol because they could become a Yeah. Second of all, you're right. Some people are used to watching this on TV, and so they think of them as, like, idols and not real people, pretty much. And so they think they can get away with this, which they can't. They're real people. They're wrestlers. They shouldn't be spit on. That is disgusting. And I think it's upsetting each time that these security guards aren't getting involved. The video with Taya, I watched it. And there was no security in sight. She was literally right up on the man. And he was right there with her. That's why she was able to knock his beer out of his hand. He had it coming. He really did. He shouldn't have been hostile towards her and disrespectful. I I don't I don't know how she walked away after he spit on her. Like, I don't know. I, I mean, she it. was turned around already and he spit on her. But like, oh, my God. Like, it just it's so infuriating. So I can only imagine how she feels. I Security needs to do their f***ing jobs, and they need to start throwing these people out. I saw some rumors that people were ejected from the arena, whatever, but, like, once it started and you saw him at the beginning of the night harassing people, his ass should have got kicked out then. It shouldn't have escalated to him spitting on people, him getting his beer knocked out of his hand. What a mess. Absolutely unprofessional. We just want to see change in security and people's attitude. Amen. That's all we need. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Wrestling Wind Down. You can find all of our other episodes available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and wherever else you listen to your podcast. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at WWDCast. That is at WWDCAST. Let us know what you thought about the episode. What was your favorite part? We upload episodes every Saturday. Until next time, enjoy your wine and, of course, enjoy your wrestling. Cheers! Cheers.